0: Welcome to the At-Bat Baseball Podcast presented by War Media, where we give you our thoughts on the latest baseball news in Chicago, as well as take a trip around the league. I am Saul Rodriguez. I am with Miles Porter. How are we doing today, man?
1: Doing good. Doing good. Feeling good today.
0: All right. So we're one week into the baseball season. It's already been crazy. Had a lot of surprises, not only in Chicago, but around the league. Uh, But we'll start off here in Chicago. Uh, Of course, the White Sox were in Detroit taking on the Tigers. Now, a couple of notes, a couple of negative notes uh, on that series. Uh, Giolito has hit the injured list uh, with left abdomen soreness. Uh, A.J. Pollock has a tight hamstring. He just went on the injured list uh, today, which I wasn't expecting. They were saying it was going to be a short-term injury thing. Um, But, yeah, before we get into the actual series, uh, Miles, like – Honestly, White Sox are giving me Bulls vibes. Which, as a, as a as a Chicago as a Chicago sports fan, I mean, it's it's tough you know yeah. tough to lay out there for the White Sox. But it's just like I, I don't know what it is, right? It's like they they their thing they're starting to like. For me, I- injuries weren't necessarily a question for the White Sox going into the season. But yeah. seeing this, it's almost like a, like a little bit of the Mets as well too. It was like it's it's got to it's they got to be healthy.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's really the big things with the White Sox, and you know they're still such a such a deep team. Um, they have like a little bit leeway, um, maybe one or two players can go down. They'll still compete. Uh, but this is a team that has to stay healthy. They have to stay healthy because the central, the AL central is going to be tight. It's going to be tough. Uh, yeah. They got to stay. they got to stay very healthy or, you know, other things are going to catch up to them in terms of just, you know, trying to finish things out in the long run. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing you're right. That Cause I mean, when you really think about it, even right now, as you look at the rotation now, a lot of fans are worried. They're like, you know, Oh, it's not deep at the moment, obviously, but, you have Kopech and you have Cease. I mean, that's pretty good one-two punch, Um, and especially what Cease did over the weekend, and I'll get a little mo- more into detail. Uh, But anyway, starting off the series in game one, they had a crazy walk-off uh, with uh, oh Bias. yeah, Baez hitting one off the wall. Now, I-, I didn't watch it live, but seeing the replays over and over again, I was like, man, it's pretty obvious. But obviously, in the moment, I think maybe the umpires, you know, they, they couldn't tell. But I'm glad they yeah. got it right. And also, not to mention, the, with the umps being mic'd up is like,
1: it's cool. That's a cool feature.
0: <laughs> yeah it, it,
1: It's dramatic too.
0: Yeah. It like it reminds you of, of football so much and just like the oh, the yeah. they're going into detail and it's like oh my god. Even like as like a baseball fan at home, I know you appreciate a lot obviously with you, you have the announcers here at home but mm-hmm. when you're there, when you're there, obviously it's one more important. But I do appreciate it, even being here just like seeing like or what like the perspective of the of the umpires and, and the fan reaction to all that it was, it was crazy it was like so i know in some of the games i think maybe it was philly i don't remember where the Phillies game where the umpire like could barely like get the words out because the crowd was cheering so loud <laughs> it was it was, legit <laughs> it sounded like they were in like in uh in denver or something for you know broncos game
1: yeah um, yeah
0: but yeah so then uh that game was crazy uh and then in game two uh, dylan cease went off i mean that mm-hmm. guy's that guy's nasty i mean I, i'm not going to lie i underrated that guy a lot going into this season like having conversations with other people like mm-hmm. I, and 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 the thing is is like when the cubs got rid of him i was like this guy's going to be an ace and then like over the over the course of the years like i am just watching um, him on the white Sox. he has the stuff uh but i i wasn't like really like saying, thinking he's going to be an all-star or he's going to be you know this and that but yeah. honestly after that star man like I saw that he had like pretty decent odds for for AL Cy Young, and I'm not kidding. Like before the season, I was like, "Really? Like they're gonna put him that high?" Because, um, but look, he he he's got it for sure.
1: In terms of like a couple of his quality starts uh, that I've seen him have in the past, uh, not I'm not too surprised when it comes to you know the great start that he's had, you know, on the mound. Um, you know, I I I really still think that he's someone who's not talked about enough. Um, but you know this year he will be talked about more if he, you know, continues his success and, you know, continues pounding the strike zone, dominating hitters, keeping everybody off bounds. I, yeah, you know, I, I always saw these little glimpses in him with, you know, other starts in the past, but you know, this year I'm, I'm I'm hoping more things come to light.
0: Oh yeah. I mean like that's in in, in the way, like I probably saw him, I I ranked him maybe like, like a, a three on a good team. Like at first, like, but like in, in, in the past, but I mean, yeah, no, seeing this, I'm like, yeah, and, and, you know, I saw a stat too that was nasty. I had a buddy of mine, Lupe Rocha, he hooks it up with a lot of stats and he was uh telling me that D- uh Dylan Cease uh was second in the majors in whiff rate at 50%. And according to, that was according to Baseball Savant. Now, also, I know that doesn't really always translate to being an elite pitcher, but the fact that you having you have uh swing and miss stuff is yeah. already a a big piece of of a big puzzle.
1: Oh, my gosh, yeah. You know, hitters aren't really touching you. They're not touching you 50% of the time. You know, it's already hard enough to hit a baseball. It's already hard enough to to put a ball in play uh, to make something happen. If you are getting a 50% whiff rate, you know, that success alone is going to take you so far, uh, you know, just in general of just being successful on the mound, uh, just – hitters are already are they're already going to go up there with some sort of preconceived uh, notion where it's like okay (laughs) he's he's gonna he might get a few past me the most that i could do is just try to put the ball in play it takes the confidence away from from you know a hitter so i love that edge i love that that stat for him and you know what he does is it's great
0: no yeah that's that i feel like that i never really thought about it from that perspective in the sense that like yeah you go up there and you're like man i'm going up against a guy who has a high swing rate yeah i just gotta make contact at that point (laughs) Like, like you're you're not even worried. You're not even thinking like, man, I got to hit his curveball. I got to hit his fastball. Like, you're like, damn, I just got to make some contact. Like, <laughs> yeah, let me just put it in so, play. Gosh. Yeah, exactly. i exactly. the second baseman, something. Jeez. <laughs> which, which has a pitcher, I feel like would be pretty badass to have a guy thinking that already before he even steps in. Yeah, up. absolutely. Um, And then also another thing was Andrew Vaughn had a big series. Yeah. Uh, he had two home runs, six RBI in that series. And one of the things too that um, I wanted to touch on was Andrew Vaughn, may still be part of that Frankie Montas deal that supposedly is brewing. Uh, it, was, it was reported last night. No. I reported from Univision. he was saying that, uh, that the A's and the White Sox were close to a deal for Frankie Montas and which would be huge. Not only for now, obviously right now it would be, you know, a big deal for the White Sox, but for the future, I mean, he, I think they have him for two years. Uh, no. A lot of the, Excuse me, one of the main reasons the White Sox don't want to give up on him is because they have him for five years. But in, in my in my opinion, I don't know what you think. So my opinion, I think it's worth it. Because for the White, if you're the White Sox and you want to go for the World Series like in the next two, I think you want to win in the next two years. I don't think you're like, I don't think you're seeing Andrew Vaughn and saying, like, oh, we you know, it's fine if we don't win this year or next year, like, we'll win in the next five years with Andrew Vaughn. Like, no, I think I think you guys want to win with Frankie Montes. You want to get a guy you need now. The hitting, I think they're fine. Uh, but seeing how the, the starting pitches and pitching is already taking a hit with injuries. I feel Frankie Montes would be enormous.
1: Yeah. Uh, I share, I share that sentiment as well. I, I really like the success that, that Vaughn has had specifically, you know, in these first few games, that first series. Um, But in terms of just having arms right now, I really do think the Sox need to, you know, step it up just a little bit because they are a little bit shorthanded at the moment. So, you know, Like you said, in terms of trying to get something going in the next uh, two years, because each year a team isn't a team like the White Sox doesn't make it to the World Series. That's one step closer to uh, a rebuild, which for them is not for a while. It's not going to be for years down the line. Um, But, you know, at some point it is going to get to a little bit of like the, the now or never mentality. So, I, you know, as much as I like Andrew Vaughn, I think he's great in the D.H. spot. I think it's good, you know bring in Frankie Montez, Frankie Montez and, you know, kind of just get give give more depth to this pitching staff. So, because offensively, you know, they're fine.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's what I was talking to one of my buddies, who's a White Sox fan, and he was saying, like, I, I just don't know if it's worth it. He had the whole PD thing Frankie Montez had. But, like, right. I mean, the, the odds of him, you know, I mean, you would hope, obviously, the odds of him doing something like that, again, is very, very slim. Not yeah. to mention, not to mention Andrew Vaughn, like, yeah, like I said, he's good, but – it sounds mean, but you don't really need him compared to the guys you have. Like, it's just, you yeah. guys are already stacked offensively.
1: Right. Um, already, already very deep.
0: Exactly. But the White Sox in general made a good statement, made a big, like a little statement at the beginning of the season towards the Tigers, showing them who's boss of the Central. I think um, the the Tigers are up and coming, but it was a nice way of of saying, hey, you guys are still a year or two away. Like, you yeah. know, Spencer Torkelson, chill out. Like, you know, we got mm-hmm. the division this year for sure.
1: Yeah. Let them know. Let them know.
0: Exactly. And then now this, this week they have, they have some really interesting series. Uh, they have the Mariners today, starting today, with their, their home opener. And then they face the Rays in a three game series over the weekend. Um, yeah. What, what do you think we can expect from those series starting today with the Mariners?
1: Oh, you know, I, I still believe, uh, you know, for some reason, every time I'm, I'm watching the Mariners come to town, it's, it's always a great series. It's always a very competitive game. Um, you know, I, I, I believe the Sox are gonna win this series. I just, I just believe that they're, they're the better team, um, but the Mariners historically have given the White Sox a hard time at home. Um, so in terms of, you know, when Tampa Bay comes to town, that's gonna to be something much different. Now you have a little bit more of an even match going forward. Um, but, you know, I, I look at this series coming up with Seattle. Uh, I don't see any reason why the White Sox will not dominate this team. Um, the Mariners are still very young. Uh, they're 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 very good at competing. Like I said in the, in the first show, I they might be able to surprise some people. Maybe I just don't think they're there yet against a team like the White Sox, who's young, but they're kind, they're 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 kind of seasoned. They're they're, they're becoming more mature each year. Uh, you know, I just I just see the White Sox taking over that series, and then when Tampa Bay comes to town, you know, we'll see.
0: Yeah. With, with Seattle, you know, obviously this weekend, I mean, watch a ton of baseball. Like, I mean, not that, not that I, you know, in a regular day on June, I don't watch a lot of baseball, but I was watching every game and uh, watching the Mariners play. The thing with them was they have a great lineup and, you know, they re-signed JP Crawford, which was nice to see there. Um, You know, he's one of their, one of their leaders. And the thing with them is there's, I feel like they're going into the season. I was like, man, they, they got Robbie Ray and, you know, they have, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the some nice additions to the lineup. But when I really looked into them and I saw like, I was like, Oh, they got Robbie Ray, but then who else, you know, like Flexin yeah. hasn't really done much, at least to prove, you know, to me that he could be a two, which is technically, I think what he's listed at on, on, on them under yeah. uh roto champ. Like I know uh, also uh, Marco Gonzalez has shown, has shown some, some, you know, good signs over the years, but again, on a good team, he might be a four. So, I just think yeah. they need they they probably if they compete and they're competing by July they're definitely going to need a starter or two. Um, their bullpen also you can yes. argue needs yeah. needs some needs some help too. Um, so really it's just it's just pitching for them. Um, but it's it's you know it is what it is. I think as a Mariner fan you're hoping for uh something positive to happen this year, but if it doesn't, it's I don't think it's a big deal. You you have young talent in general. Uh, uh Julio Rodriguez looks pretty yeah. good though. I mean that guy looks like a beast. Um, in the yeah. box so yeah and then when the white Sox face the Rays, i mean that's it's like yeah it's, it's always like those type of teams going at it like that's a literally a playoff series so um it'll be cool and um that one of those games will be on apple tv plus Plus. and i will say um Sweet. yeah no at the apple tv plus i will say this and, and we were talking about it before miles uh is uh my the Apple Apple TV Plus, is pretty pretty cool, man. I mean, they have a lot of cool features, which I, honestly I did not expect. I thought it was going to be maybe like a they were going to use someone else's telecast, like MLB Network or something, on there. But uh, yeah, so so one of the cool things I saw in that because I know a lot of people were complaining about it. So I'm like, honestly, I like it. You know, I think a lot of people were complaining that they were like, um, that it's like baseball behind a paywall. But at the same time, is like, <laughs> if if you're watching games on ESPN and TBS, technically that's not a paywall. And not everyone can afford cable, right, So it's kind of it's exactly. kind of the same thing uh but like one of the cool things about Apple TV Plus is like on on uh walk up songs they'll they'll have like the song at the bottom like it'll pop up like the Apple uh Apple Music the logo pops up and then oh, that's the, lit. the, that's the awesome. song I know I know I was like dude like that's like that it's so awesome like I and then they had like uh I believe you can get you can listen to each player's or each team's playlist and they have them all all their walk up songs on there which I thought was badass so I'm interested to see and that it was cool watching it from uh from I think it was the uh, Mets Nationals for game 1 and the second game was Angels Astros yep. so it was cool to see it from you know from other cities but it's going to be pretty cool to see it uh here at the at for White Sox Rays uh for That's the awesome. Cubs now that. for the Cubs now yeah so they they played the Brewers and it was supposed to be a four game series uh but of course one got mm-hmm. rained out cuz of course Chicago um and yeah. I thought I was I thought the first one was going to be postponed honestly but seeing now the second one I was like makes sense. is what it is. Yeah. Uh but yeah. they yeah they so they uh won the series two games out of one which a lot of people were surprised. Um what just like off the top like what did, what did you think overall about that Cubs Brewers series? Uh
1: in terms of watching, you know, the Chicago Cubs play right now, they are playing to prove something. Uh this isn't this isn't a team that I'm looking at that is kind of like accepting a rebuild. More so of like, hey, you know, we're we're here. We're gonna disrupt some some uh, some other teams. Um, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> I, love Suzuki. I I <laughs> love saying Suzuki. I just just his personality, how he how he displays with so much fun. He's just a very easy easygoing guy. Um, you know, Ian Hap. What an amazing start that he's that he's off to. Unfortunate that, you know, he got a little bit banged up, but he's okay. There's no damage with that. Um, but this is this is a team that is not accepting a mediocre season. Um, this is a team that I'm watching and they're like, if we go out, we're going to go out strong. We're going to go out and maybe take a few other teams with us. Love seeing Marcus Stroman on the mound the other day. The energy that he was pitching with, how he was connecting with the crowd and everything. It's just, you know, this, this is the team that is that is here to play and they're not going to take, you know, any crap from anyone who, who comes in Wrigley or wherever they go.
0: No, yeah. And speaking of that, uh, there was a brawl or a little bit, a little yep. bit of not necessarily a brawl, but a more of a, a benches clearing incident. And it was a lot, it had a lot to do with, you know, everyone getting hit and Wilson, especially in, in particular, Wilson Contreras, you know, it's like, the, he, I saw a stat where it was like the 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 top two teams that have hit each other are the Cubs and the Brewers. The Brewers yeah. have hit each other more than the Cubs have hit them, and then you know vice versa. Cubs are second, and then it's funny because yeah. the Cubs are still the Cubs are um, involved with uh, the, I think the third one, where's Cubs and Cardinals. So the NL Central, they just love hitting each other for some reason. But <laughs> uh, and and it's a thing like. I had plenty of conversations this weekend about, oh, like, why are they hitting Wilson? Like, why do they keep hitting Wilson? Mm-hmm. Whatever. And, and it's, no. and yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty simple, right? I mean, they're just trying to pitch inside, but no. it just keeps, yeah, but it's like, after, but I, I, as a player, I'm sure you can understand more is the fact that, yeah, you're probably like, dude, enough of this crap, right? It's like no. enough, like, it, it doesn't matter if, 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 if you can't pitch inside, then don't pitch at all. I think that's probably what the Cubs players are thinking of themselves, right?
1: Yeah, at some point, it's just like, what are we doing? What, what, what are you actually doing? Um, and, and, you know, the, the different variety of pitchers that have, that have hit Wilson. This isn't like a one, this isn't one guy who's constantly plunking him. You know, the, 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 Wilson does struggle with an inside pitch. Everybody in the MLB pretty much knows that. Uh, if you look at a lot of Wolfson Contreras, it's like solid base hits, uh, you know, to pitch down the middle or up and away or low and away. Anything close to his body, he struggles a little bit. That's OK. Uh, but in, in terms of a, a team that's constantly trying to uh, pitch towards that weakness, but not executing it and and hitting you in the process, it's really frustrating. It's really frustrating uh, when guys are throwing 92 plus and you're getting plunked in the elbow, plunked in the, the back or the arm. It gets frustrated, it gets really annoying after a while. And eventually, and you even saw it last year as well. Uh you you know, Wilson is a very fiery player. And I think even still to this point, he's he's kept a pretty cool head about it, hasn't really charged them out. You know, he's just he's just said his piece on certain things. It gets annoying, it gets really annoying. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, if you guys cannot uh pitch inside, don't go there. Find another, find another solution. Because if you keep plunking me eventually there's going to be retaliation for it. And you, you got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You got to deal with those, with those consequences. And at the end of the day, uh, as baseball players, we don't want that. We, we, we don't want to go there. Uh, but, you know, we got to stick up for our guys. And if, if one team or one side isn't understanding the point, you got to let them know.
0: Yeah. And I think the one, if I, not necessarily have a problem with it, but I think in the way that the Cubs approached it was just the fact that Keegan like didn't go right away to McCutcheon. Right. It's, yeah. um, and, and I wanted to get, yeah, your take on it is like the fact mm-hmm. that from an outsider looking in and seeing that as a non-player, I'm thinking to myself. Yeah. I mean, I think it does seem a little like weird that they wouldn't just go straight at McCutcheon and hit him. Like, and, and again, I also feel bad for McCutcheon because he's not, like, he's not even a part of this series really. This is just his first go around with Cubs brewers. He's mm-hmm. been in the central yeah. before, but it's been, it's been a while. So it's tough that it had to be him and it's tough. You could argue, again, you could argue it's tough. That it had to be Keegan Thompson, a young guy still, I think he's like a second, second or third season. So Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, what do you think about the way the Cubs handled it? Could they have handled it better?
1: Uh, You know, maybe Um, I think because of how many times this has happened, uh, maybe to a certain extent, they were like, you know what? We are, we are tired of it. We're just going to make it obvious. We're, we're trying to plunk you because you've hit our guy. God knows how many times uh, consecutively, you know, you know, it's time for a little bit, a little bit of something back, a little bit of an eye for an eye. Um, I don't think they're trying to hide it. Uh, are they wrong for that? I think, I think so. I think so. Um, it may be, maybe, maybe if, if you, if you get McCutcheon one, two, or if you get him mo two, you get him, you get him in, in the pitchers count. Um, but, you know, I think, I think for the most part, it's just, this isn't this isn't something that you ever want to see. If if I'm if I'm the Cubs, if I'm David Ross, at least I'm saying, hey, at least try to get him o2 at least try to get a couple of strikes on him. Try to try to put yourself in the driver's seat before plunking him um, and maybe make it a little bit less obvious.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I, n- I never thought about that from that in that way, too, is that they wanted to make a point of like, we're trying to hit you. That what that when I, when I hit you, it's not gonna be an, it's not an accident. You're not gonna wonder, exactly. Oh, did he, did yeah. it, did it slip or something? No, no, no. We meant to hit you. Nah, so it's yeah. a it's a good point. I never, I never thought about, I never thought about that. And yeah, it's like as much as you know, we don't want to see anyone get hit. Uh, it's definitely always a game of chess when it comes to uh, hit by pitches in baseball, especially when uh, two teams don't like each other. Um, <sighs> yes, well, you. when it when it comes to baseball of that series, uh, like we said, the Cubs won two out of three. And Mm -hmm. the Cubs, yeah, the Cubs look good. I mean, they had that shutout in game two where they had four homegrown pitchers contribute to the shutout. It was Justin Steele, Keegan Thompson, Scott Efros, and Ethan Roberts. So as as a team that's, or as a fan that's watched the Cubs for years, having them have homegrown pitching is like mind blowing. If you would have told me this like five years ago, I'd be like, you're lying. You know what I mean? So like, how'd you, how'd you feel about that?
1: Uh, I'm loving. I'm loving watching these guys go out there and uh you know get get more activated with with the Cubs, with the fan base at the MLB level. I love seeing Ethan Roberts, you know, have his moment uh when they won nine to nothing. I thought that was I thought that was, you know, beautiful. Um I I love it. I'm, I'm loving uh just kind of seeing this team start to re-blossom. Uh, you know, we this is a very different team from last year at this time. Uh I think a lot of A lot of what has happened is that this kind of new group that we have um they've all come together they've come together a little bit more and I think you know a lot a lot of that was hey we still got something to prove we still got baseball to play uh so seeing these young guys on the mound uh really really just you know get their foot get their feet wet you know first series at Wrigley a little bit cold you know you got the Brewers in town you you get a sense of this rivalry that that is very deep that goes back many years um I love it I absolutely love it just like you you would have someone would have told me that we would have had young pitching coming up uh and, and a few more young pitchers to come I would have looked at you and said you're crazy.
0: Yeah no and it's it's cool also to see that the fact that this is just the beginning because you still yeah. have guys yeah. like Braylon Marquez you know coming up. He's had a little bit of yeah. an injury bug hit him the past couple mm-hmm. of years. And Cole Franklin of course that people were talking a lot before the season you know he's thrown gas. Yeah. So it is cool to see that I mean they 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 definitely have needed that over the years. And it's cool that it's coming that it looks you could argue that it could be the the, the next the main pieces of the next great cubs team might be pictures yeah. so it's cool to see something a little different and yeah you touched on to a see little it, bit also oh, when i
1: come back up and along with yeah. uh, Manuel rodriguez as well
0: oh yeah 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 i'm kind of yeah i was kind of surprised that uh Manuel, uh rodriguez didn't make the uh bullpen uh starting out unless you unless i missed and he was on the injured list or something but because that guy throws absolute gas.
1: Oh, dude, throws rockets.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and also, you, you touched on it a little bit about Seiya Suzuki. And yeah, man, I mean, it's – it's his at-bats are so fun to watch. And, yeah. and, and the thing is with – it reminds me a little bit of Shohei. and reminds me a little bit of Fukudomi in the fact that patience – and that's Japanese hitters, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like the patience mm-hmm. that they have, the vision that they have. It's like coming from a, a baseball fan here in America, it's crazy to see some players like that, especially – being like a Cubs fan, the fact that, you know, we've had so many teams that strike out so much um, mm-hmm. to see a, a player that patient. And it looks like it. I mean, you could argue maybe unless this is a strategy in general. But the Cubs have seemed way more patient over the past, you know, the first few games, I should say, just three games. Absolutely. But they have seemed very patient and especially against the elite pitching of, of the Brewers, which is nice yeah. to see.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, this is a team that's not doing a lot of chasing. Uh, you know, even at that close loss on Sunday, this is a team that wasn't, you know, we're, we're striking out, but from, from my vantage point as a player, we're not striking out on terrible pitches. We're striking out on good pitches. Uh, you know, Nico, Nico ending the game the other day on a, on a pitch low and in, that was just a good pitch by Hater. That was it. But I'm loving not seeing this team, not chase pitches that are, you know, for the pitcher. Um, so just that kind of goes into kind of what we were saying earlier that this, this team, they're starting to blossom. They're starting to grow more. Nico Horner is not one of the newer player on the Cubs anymore. He's not one of the newer players anymore. So seeing him mature as well, slowly is just kind of something very fun to see and leaves you very optimistic as a fan of this team. Uh, You know, I, I don't think, I don't think the Cubs are going to, you know, be like this much longer. I think eventually a year or two now, just from these little things that we're doing as a team, you know it, it, god only knows we only yeah. know what's going to happen it's going to be incredible
0: yeah it is it is definitely nice to see with those guys uh and also i will say this too. the the from an early perspective of course anything can happen but the bullpen it just seems to be a little shaky at, at least through the first three games in the sense of yeah. when we're talking about when we're talking about guys like uh jesse chavez and daniel norris now the young guys you know they they yeah. impressed but yeah and the same with uh chris martin as well like they, these guys impressed but you you, you kind of wonder if let's say the Cubs are competitive and they stay competitive for the first half of the season, they probably yeah. are going to go get some, some bullpen arms as well. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, it's, it's really, it's really one star for Jesse Chavez and look at him same thing for, uh, for, for Daniel, for Daniel nurse, Norris, I mean, he's only had, he's had two stars, but definitely if, if this team is competing, uh, and this is something that they want to continue throughout the rest of the season, Definitely, you definitely want to go out and get some get some arms uh jesse chavez isn't isn't exactly a younger player anymore um but you can still you can still ship him and maybe get something decent in return if this team is going to compete uh and these pitches are still kind of struggling i would definitely try to go out and get more arms to make something exciting happen down the stretch
0: yeah and i th- i think um also uh what i find interesting with that is J- jesse Chavez has been here before he's been there done yeah. that so it is i'm sure in the sense of you know, being a leader, he's brought a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And you're right. It's just one, once one, you know, one appearance. Uh, but mm-hmm. you hope, yeah, you hope that he he's able to uh, reclaim that role that he had back in the day with the Cubs in 2018, where he was right. very dependable out of the pen. Um, uh-huh. this coming week, the Cubs uh, starting today. They have the Pirates for a two game series, and then they have a four game series at Colorado. Uh, so yeah, with the Pirates, I mean, we know who the Pirates are. And uh, on the, on the bright spot for them before we you know get into the negativ- negativity for them is uh, they re-signed their starting infielder, Key Brian Hayes. Now it was tough after a couple, you know, after I think it was maybe a day or two after he got the he signed the contract, he got injured. So it's 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 and it might have been actually the same day, which makes it even worse too. But um, yeah. that guy that guy's a stud, and uh, he's he's definitely hit the Cubs you know well in his short career. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, we know who the Pirates are. You know, we know where they're going to finish in the division, them and the Reds, really. Um, so, yeah, it, I think that first series for sure is a nice little, like, you know, if the Cubs can get a couple wins there or just split in general will be nice. And then because co- going to Colorado is going to be interesting. Uh, what do you think about those two series?
1: Yeah, very interesting. This is um, – I think, I think the Pirates are a little bit similar to the Cubs in, in, in the fact of, that they are – a team that is going to be on the come up in a few years, Uh, uh, you know, love key Brian Hayes. I think he is such a solid hitter. I think he's an incredible third baseman. Um, And, and I, I kind of look at this, I look at this roster and this isn't a roster in my opinion, that's going to compete or, you know, really strike any fear in some team's eye, but I look at, I look at a player like, uh, like Michael Chavis, someone who I think is going to, you know, have a good year for them. Uh, I think he's really going to enjoy the whole Cubs-White Sox Cubs-Pirates dynamic, um, you know. But more than anything, I expect the Cubs to win this series. Um, you know, I, I'm really, I'm really not looking at anyone in this lineup or on this roster uh, that really strikes any fear in my heart if I'm a pitcher, uh, aside from Brian Hayes uh, and Brian Reynolds. Um, so really, you know, I think that series is a is a good, you know, maybe get two 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 out of that one. And then so with Colorado, that's interesting because this is a team that's not supposed to compete at all this year. This is a team that they signed Chris Bryant. I think they kind of want to build around KB a little bit. Um, so I'd be very surprised if the Cubs don't win that series. Uh, but it is Colorado. It is an elevated stadium. Uh, the ball travels there a little bit different than other places. Mm-hmm. So it'll be, I don't know, it'll be, it'll be fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I think with, with the Rockies – they yeah they they also re-signed Ryan McMahon, um, so they do they have a couple yeah, pieces they want to yeah. build start building around, but yeah I think before the season, it definitely was interesting to see you know the fact that they signed Chris Bryant and never expected Chris Bryant to you know play for the Rockies, at least for <laughs> you know for what they plan on it, but also yeah. when you look at the contract I think he's had a couple of opt outs maybe I think after the second year of 30 or third year something like that, yeah, so a lot of yeah. a lot of people think that I've heard that he might just either get traded um at like ask for out you know for them because obviously by if that they don't look like they're going to compete maybe even next year or the year after that it doesn't look like it at least right. um so it, you know by his age he might want to leave you know try to chase a ring again so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting for sure uh nice for them to have i mean we know we know what a player chris Bryan is for sure um yeah. But yeah and then also when you go play against the Rockies it's you yeah you really don't know with the with you know with the conditions there you don't know what to expect. I always feel like the Cubs always right. come out with like you know losing a series out of there just because it's just yeah. it doesn't matter what team the Cubs put out there it doesn't matter what team the Rockies put out there. It's always it's always tough. Um all right so that does it for Chicago baseball. Let's go around the league a little bit. And see what other stuff happened over the weekend. So with Pitchcom, I thought one of the things I did want to talk about and find interesting is it looks really cool, and and also just the fact that um, I actually did not know that it was gonna be you know something in your hat that was gonna read the, uh, right. the. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be more of like either an earpiece or or something that vibrates on your hand or something like that. I don't right. know. It was, it, but. It really is cool. I, I, to be honest, I don't understand why some teams wouldn't use it, but maybe it's a, it's maybe maybe I also think that maybe it's so new that maybe you don't even like if your your team maybe wants to ease into it, maybe not even start this year, but maybe like next year in spring All training right. if they didn't have it because I don't remember the Cubs having it even in spring training. Uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, like I was I was just kind of thinking I'm like, man, why wouldn't you use this? But you know what? I also thought also with, because Victor Caratini, who's on the Brewers, who's new on the Brewers, the yep. Padres weren't using it in their spring training. And he used it here the first, for the first time. And there was, yep. pl- there was, you saw that, right? It was like the first two innings. I think there was like, they were using almost all of their mound visits. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely, it's it's definitely interesting to see when other players, you know, that haven't used it and use it again. What are your overall thoughts on, on pitch comp?
1: So it's, so, hmm. I, I'm curious to see really how it uh, like unfolds and develops over the years. What's going to change with this? Because like we said, not every team is, is using this. Um, like, like the Cubs, for example, haven't, haven't bought into it yet. Uh, but for players who haven't, who aren't accustomed to that, uh, and they're trying to relay certain signs, uh, I, I wonder how different it is now from how it is going to be, even at the end of the season. Um, I will say for me, just because I'm not at that point, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know how to uh, how to maneuver that. So I, I can only imagine for, you know, catchers like Victor Caratini or for some reason, you know, the Cubs start taking it, the Wilson, uh, you know, behind the plate. I'm curious as to how is this going to change, you know, the game plan or is it going to improve it for some players or for guys who don't want any technology? Because there are players who are like, no, just, just look at me and give me the sign. I'm going to relay it to him or, or whatever. I'll call the game from back here. You, you sit back in the dugout. It's pretty It's pretty interesting. It's a pretty interesting dynamic that we're going to see take place. And maybe for certain teams that haven't picked it up, it, it might be uh, they kind of like the old-fashioned way of going about certain things. Um, so I, I look forward to just seeing how different it is even going to be at the end of this season, maybe even by the All-Star
0: yeah, no, it's it's going to be interesting for sure to see how some teams uh transition into it or yeah, don't t- transition <laughs> to it at all. Uh another yeah. thing that happened over the weekend was Jose Ramirez got re-signed 5 years, 124 million dollars. Very right. interesting deal, very interesting because in honestly I thought Jose Ramirez was a goner. I think he was going to go maybe to like Toronto or just somewhere else in general. Uh maybe even the White Sox, but right. I, I the reason I find that interesting is because As much as – I know the Guardians have plenty of pitching. They have the pieces there. But I just don't know if Ramirez would be there for the next time they win. So I did find it interesting. Also, another thing is the money. I think he's worth way more than that. So I'm surprised he didn't try to test the market out. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? Yeah,
1: Yeah, um, I think – so Jose Jose Ramirez, I think he's just such a great fit in Cleveland – when it just comes to his overall, you know, his relationship with the fans, uh, other players around him. I just, I look at him as a very solid third baseman. Uh, You know, I think, I think the Guardians knew exactly what they were getting out of this. This is a player that if, if, you know, if I'm the GM, I kind of want to keep him around as well. Uh, You know, have younger guys around him, um, have him lead this team. Uh, The Guardians are a team that have, they they haven't had a lot of uh, great luck over the past few years. And I really think dating back to the world series, it's been a pretty big downhill trend for them uh, just in terms of just how far are they really making it in the playoffs or or struggling to even get back there. I really like Jose Ramirez sticking sticking around in Cleveland just because I, I really do believe that is a good centerpiece for this team to develop around some more or add to.
0: Yeah, no, and you're, yeah, it's, it's a good point. I mean, what, Jose Ramirez, I think is, you could even argue is underrated. Like, I think people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because obviously he had that off year. I think it was like 2019, I believe it was. But I think that kind of, you know, made people forget who he was. And he is an elite player on both sides of the ball. So it's definitely, yeah, if I'm a Guardians fan, man, I'm happy as hell that I got to keep that guy for sure. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Another another thing that happened too was Austin Meadows got traded to Detroit. So I thought that was an interesting trade just because of the fact that uh, one if the usually with the Rays, if they're getting rid of a guy, it's because it's for a reason, you know, like a various, you know, analytic reason. If they're yeah. bringing a guy in, you know, it's for a good reason too. Like I think they made a deal with the Cubs for Harold uh, Ramirez. Yep. That I'm to be honest, I wasn't that much f- that familiar with him, and then he was like, and then he was hitting, then he was playing with them on Friday or Saturday. I think he was batting third. So, yeah. so, so, so yeah. um, with the Rays, you never know what they're trying to do, but definitely with Austin Meadows, very surprised that he went to Detroit, but it's, it's a hell of a pickup for Detroit.
1: Yeah. Uh, he's also having a very solid season offensively. I mean, granted, he's only had 13 at bats as so I'm looking at his stats right now. Uh, I like this. I'm kind of looking at Detroit. Like they're, you know, I think, I think they're trying to compete this year. I think, I think they're starting to put together the pieces Uh, of being a team that's going to, you know, kind of give other teams in the central a hard time. So I really like uh, Austin Meadows to this team. Um, Also a very solid outfielder. I love him in left field. Um, I know he can play every position in the outfield. Uh, So when I'm looking, when I'm looking at the Tigers, I think the Tigers are kind of starting to make a a run for it. I think they're kind of, they're trying to make this statement of, hey, you know, we want to compete too. We're going to get ourselves in there and, you know, maybe add a few more arms in that bullpen in that rotation. I think the Tigers
0: are right there. No, yeah, it's, it's definitely a good move. A uh, very optimistic move for them, for sure. So hopefully yeah. they keep it going. Uh, and then also, um, we were talking a little bit about it before, and Garrett Cole had a tough start. Great series in New York, though, with Boston. Oh, my gosh, what a way right? to start it started! Yeah, it was a great, great series. But I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, I picked Garrett Cole, you know, for the Cy Young. I was like, man, I, I want to see is. him, you know, I want to see him, you know, not give up a run. No, I'm just kidding. But no, it was, it was, it was tough. <laughs> it was like, you know, as I, I, was, I was saying before is with Garrett Cole, you almost expect him to like give up, you know, one run, two runs because he's that good. So like three mm-hmm. runs for him, three runs for him could be, you know, considered a rough start. But yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, he definitely and uh, I would think the, most of those runs were in the first inning. So he was able to settle in. But yeah, no, a great series over there in, in, in Boston, New York, especially in mm-hmm. Sunday Night Baseball with Hulk, he came mic'd up thing, which, to be honest, oh, for a long for a long time. Uh, for and, and, and again, you could probably, you probably know more as a player is I was, I was kind of like, man, like p- mic'd up players during a game that matters is a little questionable, but uh, everyone liked it. And the fact that the, the strategy came into play and Kike did exactly what he wanted to do, what he said he was going to mm-hmm. do from mm-hmm. a player perspective. Like what, what do you think about being mic'd up during the game?
1: I would love it. Me personally, I would love it. I think, you know, it's obviously not for every player. Uh, and it's a little bit different from spring training to the regular season. Spring training, a little bit more relaxed, uh, you know. But when you get to the regular season, I, I do believe there are more players that are not going to want to do it. Uh, but I love it. I love it. You're 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 hearing his thoughts during the game uh, from sitting at home. Something that you know, if, if you're a fan watching it at home and you're seeing certain plays, you're kind of wondering why did he make that decision or what's going through his head or thinking to yourself, okay, maybe that wasn't that hard or he could have made a different decision. But uh, you know when you hear them kind of break down the different scenarios in their head, like Kike did, like prior to making that play, so cool. I I am I am all for it. Uh, I I hope they I hope they continue to find at least one player each game on a Sunday night going forward to finding Mike up because you you learn a lot. You learn a lot from hearing these players talk, and I'll say for me as a ball player, so much of what I've learned from other pro guys just by talking to them, just the conversation of what are they going to do in the situation or ask them about little scenarios that happened in the past and what they're going to do next. It's it's really interesting. It really helps uh, give the fans an understanding of what's going through that player's mind and how is he reacting to it and what is his strategy?
0: Yeah. And I think that, yeah, I think that's one of the coolest parts about like, for example, like the NBA and the NFL is that it seems like there's microphones everywhere. So you hear a lot of what's going on, whether, even if it's not during the game, You know, you have NFL all access, like you hear it after and stuff like that, the mic'd up sessions and stuff like that. So, yeah, Yeah. it's cool for baseball to have something a little bit like that and to just get the fans a little more involved into, like, what the strategy of the game as it happens. So um, another thing, too, that uh, we talked a little bit about the games on Apple TV+, Plus, but I will say this, that the bench is cleared um, for the Mets and Nationals, and it was, yeah, yeah, and it was interesting to see, um, excuse me, it was interesting to see uh, Buck Showalter's reaction with his first time in, a, in in a situation like this. I mean, you know, we know the type of manager Buck Showalter is, that person Buck Showalter is. Yeah. Um, But yeah, to see it live and to see him, it looked like he was. It looks like it looked like he was coming at Steve C. head.
1: Oh yeah, he was ready. He wanted all the smoke. <laughs> he, he he wanted all of it. Uh, hey, as a player for me, I love seeing my 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 coach, my manager stick up for me. I've had, I've had coaches in the past who just sit in the dugout. I can't say any names, but it's definitely uh it's definitely uh it's great to see that. And Buck has been around for a while. So, you know, he, 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 you know, his old school kind of style and his passion for his players runs very deep in, for him. Uh, so to see him run out there and stick up for Lindor, I mean, good, but also I don't think C-Sheck meant to do that.
0: No, yeah, definitely. Like, especially in the fact that he got him in the face. I mean, the yeah, preface: yeah. What happened? I mean, Pete Alonso got hit. I believe maybe one other guy got hit from the Mets in general, but yeah. um, same with the Nationals. But yeah, Pete Alonso got hit in the face. Also got hit like yeah. in the mask area. So, mm-hmm. so that, yeah. So at least nobody got you know you know intensely hurt. Uh, but yeah, no, mm-hmm. it was definitely interesting to see the, the reactions of everyone, especially it being like the first or second game of the season for sure. Yeah. Um, and then also another thing too was uh, it, Rob Manfred gifting players headphones uh (laughs) along with the letter uh after you know trying to repair the relations with with the players association after that you know shaky cba it's it's something uh but it definitely was something that was interesting because just because like of the fact that you could have done anything you know and he chose headphones just interesting to me
1: this man has made so many mistakes (laughs) as commissioner I don't think headphones <laughs> I just I just ladies and gentlemen listen to me I, it's nice it's a kind gesture this isn't gonna fix anything you you gave you gave everyone headphones that's it this it, 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 oh, okay I'm not even gonna start to list off the things that Manfred has done that that, that have not only his fault there, there are, are issues on the players end as well um headphones i just very kind gesture I, I i hope his heart is really coming from like a genuine place this this isn't going to uh this isn't going to repair much but it, it is you know i i like i like the it's the effort that counts there you go
0: yeah def- definitely i mean yeah you're 100% right like yeah we could we could probably have a whole separate podcast sign about manfred <laughs> all the stuff oh, manfred has oh, done gosh. wrong or or just the questionable things he's done and yeah it is true at least at least it's something like it's 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 definitely uh uh something to be appreciated better than nothing type of thing right it's absolutely um for sure um yeah. but yeah no i mean great week first week of baseball definitely a lot of stuff happened and we hope a lot of stuff continues to happen uh yeah, keep it going and, yeah definitely and and what what more could we want than winning records on the south side and north side so yeah uh uh unless miles you had anything else to say
1: uh no i'm 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 excited man that's a that's a great that's a great uh you know start to baseball everything from the drama to the success to you know opening day with the Sox and tigers we already got we already got drama on the first day that that's awesome i think the tone has been set i'm looking around at the at these stadiums uh, on their on their first weeks and a lot of these places are getting filled up and it's just beautiful man it's beautiful to see baseball back and striving and I really think uh it's you know I think baseball is gonna be put back on the map this year because the entertainment value these these players they they understand that they're performing so I can't wait to see that I can't wait to see how this whole season plays out with every team and
0: yeah, yeah it's, it's nice to know that this is just the beginning there's so many yeah, more oh weeks to go of baseball so yeah and uh i uh just want to thank everyone who listens to the podcast uh share it up you know like and subscribe and uh definitely follow us on all social media platforms as well. Uh, This was the At-Bat Baseball Podcast Episode 2 for Saúl Rodriguez, Miles Porter. Have a great one, everyone.